Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One, MMA Fighting's matchmaking podcast, as we try to answer the what's next for the notable names coming out of UFC Fight Island 8, which, as we record this, just wrapped up a couple of hours ago, following Michael Chiesa's dominant decision win over Neil Magny. Hope everyone enjoyed the early morning slash afternoon hours that this event took place. I know I did. But I am uh, I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the Prince of Positivity himself, Mr. Alex K. Lee. A.K. We're like we're like the Hamzat Shemayev of podcasting. Just quick turnarounds everywhere, my man. My best friend. I'm glad uh, that I get to do these shows with you and Jose and E.K.C. Leiden and whoever else that's popped up. Probably people that I'm just imagining at this point, uh, because yes, we've done quite a bit of show online show stuff over this week and there's there's only more to come but this is always my favorite part of the week uh, our little our little podcast we have here and now we're going to get to do it three times this week so uh, i cannot complain i cannot complain and I, yes i certainly couldn't complain about some of the really really solid action we saw today uh and then an early early in the day which was strange but somehow worked out yes i agree uh before we get into the matchmaking, this special midweek edition of On to the Next One is brought to you by ESPN+. Plus. As you probably know by now, if you're listening to this program, Conor McGregor makes his long awaited return in a rematch against Dustin Poirier at UFC 257 this Saturday, January 23rd, only on ESPN+. Plus. And UFC 257 is exclusively available to ESPN Plus subscribers for $69.99. So it's available to ESPN subscribers for $69.99. Or you can sign up now to get UFC 257 and an ESPN Plus annual plan for just $89.98. So you get the pay-per-view plus one year of ESPN Plus. That includes all the UFC Fight Night events, all that good stuff, all the programming, everything for a year. So basically you're paying 20 bucks for a full year of ESPN Plus. So save some money right now and order UFC 257 by going to espnplus.com forward slash PPV, espnplus.com forward slash PPV. So that is UFC 257. That's coming up on Saturday. Let us talk UFC Fight Island 8, AK Michael Chiesa, in the main event, returns for the first time since his win over Rafael Dos Anjos. It was right around a year or so ago that, that fight took place. He looked strong, healthy, a force in the grappling. And on top of that, he cracked Neil Magny a few times on Wednesday. His striking has gotten better in his time off. He looked great, man. There were a lot of questions heading into this fight, and he answered every single one of them in, lo- in route to a, a pretty lopsided unanimous decision win. So he calls out Colby Covington, AK. Doubtful he gets that fight. But what fight do you see him getting after probably the biggest win of his career? Mike, I, I am not as doubtful as you are. about. I, I know it's, a, it's, it's a, a long shot relative to some of Covington's other options. 
but I think I think guys like Covington are reaching this point where they're holding out for certain things for so long that at some point they are just going to have to accept a fight against against a high a high ranked opponent, and I think that opponent could be Chiesa. I, I, again, it's not his, it's not Covington's number one choice. It's probably not one of his top three choices if we're being honest. But but again, uh, the UFC. You know they're they're not in the in, in the making Colby Covington happy business. You know uh, I I don't think they're afraid to throw him a tough fight, and and I think Covington again he has been holding out for obviously for Ryan Masvidal, which is what a lot of us want to see, but if the fight doesn't come along at some point. I do think he's going to want to stay busy, uh, especially since some of these matchups like a Masvidal fight. It feels like we all want to see it happen next. It still it feels like it could happen down the road, right? So even if he lo- let's say he fought Keys on lost, I still think people want to see that fight. So. There's reasons not to take it, but I like that uh, that Keza did the call out. Uh, I, 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 a lot of us kind of thought it might have might have happened. There's been some sort of chatter about that before, so glad he did it, and I'm for it. I think Keza did our jobs for us, and, and I'm not going to complain about it. I like Keza and Covington. So that's your pick. You think they're? I have a couple of others, but that's my number one. If, if I have to go on record for a future, check the tapes. Yeah, Colby Covington. All right. Well. There are some options out there, right? Like, there are some folks that have hit us up already and said, how about Kiesa versus Damian Maya? Interesting idea. I would like to see how that plays out. Other folks have said, and this seems to be the popular one, Michael Kiesa versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. That one makes a lot of sense as well. And after that performance, I think he's earned a shot against a top five guy like that should the UFC choose to go that way. But here's how I see it, AK. I'm going to blow you away with this one i'm going to give you a name that you didn't even think of to get those fights that you want how about you take on the guy that for so long has been attached to both wonder boy and colby covington sure this man is on the schneid so to speak but he's got the number he's got the name and he's a former champion and with this division looking like it's looking why not do Michael Chiesa versus Tyron Woodley, AK? What better way to entice a guy like Colby Covington, AK, than to say, hey, bud, you know what? You know that win over Tyron Woodley you were so proud of? I did it too, and I did it better. I did it better than you did. I'm not saying Woodley would go out and lose, but you have to imagine Chiesa would go in there as, as a pretty sizable favorite, and Woodley would likely be fighting for his job at that point, which makes the fight super important for him. And he's not in any position to turn down any kind of a fight. So yeah, AK, you wanna you wanna earn your right to get a Wonder Boy fight or get a Covington fight? Take that step, take out a former champion, and get you some. That's what I think. Uh, I am saying that uh, Tyron Woodley would lose that fight. Uh, I uh, anything can happen in MMA. If I, I I would I would see if I were the one setting the betting lines, I would have Kiesa going in. Maybe. As a three-to-one favor in that fight, I know that's so disrespectful to a former UFC champion. I, I know how this sounds. All right, so if this gets makes it to Tyron Woodley, I apologize in advance. I, I know this sounds disrespectful. I think Kiesa would would definitely win that fight. I just don't know if Woodley can deal with a grappler uh, that caliber right now. I know he's had success against grapplers in the past, but I just I I just don't like that. Form. Plus, I also think Kiesa, like we said, he's improved a lot in the feet, and he's he's shown he can be in the right matchups. He can he's he's fine uh, standing and and throwing high volume. So. He could do kind of a poor man's impression of sort of the, the Colby Covington, Kamaru Usman method of fighting Woodley. I get it. I, I, I did see this a lot. Jed Mishu, I don't know if you know our colleague, Jed Mishu, recommended that right away. He said uh, he's, I think, something to the effect of, uh, he said, you don't want Covington. Trust me, Woodley's <laughs> Woodley's the name that you want, not Covington. Uh, I think I guess he thinks Covington would, would handle Kiesa. But it, it, it's, it makes sense in a lot of ways, Mike. I don't love it. Uh, Woodley, three straight losses. Kiesa, four straight wins. I get it. Woodley, probably theoretically still higher ranked. I just, I just think uh, Woodley loses that fight. But if you're Kiesa, for sure. I mean, it's, it's the, you'd have something to gain from it, and I think a very favorable matchup. Who else were you thinking of? Uh, just Maya, and then, um, which as you said, a lot of our, we've got a lot of people reaching out to ready. A lot of readers liked it, and I thought maybe, maybe an outside shot. And I guess it would depend who the loser was. The loser of Edwards and uh, Kamzat. Yeah. It just depends if if Hamzat lost. I don't know how the matchmakers would view him. I don't know if they would still say, "Well, we put him in there." As let's say, he went to a decision. I don't know if he's like, "Well, we put him in there with the top five guy, and he went to a decision." We still see him as a, we still see Hamza as, as a top ten guy, right? They, they're very high on him. Um, if he got finished, maybe they'd bump him down further, maybe way further below Keza. So it's kind of a wild card there. Edwards, if he lost, I think would probably actually make a lot of sense. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's just that log yeah. jam right now. It's it's just mm-hmm. it's just really jammed up. So yep. it's kind of until some of that clears up, it's these welterweight fights are going to be tough to make. But uh, yeah, but Colby, if I was making the calls, Colby. Yeah, I kind of would say Wonder Boy and Colby. I mean, there's just so many. Sure. I mean, there's so many fights to make. It's you could do Wonder Boy versus Masvidal easily. There's a story there, but we just got to make some of these fights. The big problem with 170 last year is just nothing happened. Nothing happened. We had the title fight. Burns had a good start to the year, and then he was on the shelf the rest of it trying to figure out whether he's going to fight Usman for the belt. And then we had Covington versus Woodley, and that's it. That was the entire year for the welterweight division. So that needs to change. We need to get some fights on the books and open this thing up. I'm I'm interested to see how the end of the year looks with this division. But we did discuss Neil Maggie on the post-fight show, AK. We won't do that here I won't anyways. And the main reason I'm okay with that decision is there's literally 15 different options that would all work in the rankings, out of the rankings. But I am still, for those who missed it, I'm going to let you say your selection because, as George Costanza said so eloquently on Seinfeld, it's back, baby. It's back. Uh, it's not me, Mike. It's the voice of the people. As I was going through the reader submissions uh, <laughs> later, I, I, so I won't mention this later in the reader submissions because so many people brought it up uh, that, yes, uh, hashtag Neil on Neil is back in play. <laughs> Uh, both uh, Magni and uh, Jeff Neal coming off of losses, still in that top 15, top 20. So, Neal, I, I, I know I had said on previous shows, I kind of moved on. I was a fool. I'm back. I'm back. The readers want it. Everyone's still talking about it. Hashtag Neal on Neal. If that fight gets booked, I cannot wait to, to, to see your reaction on Twitter and oh. on the Slack page, everywhere. <laughs> Just, I mean, that's, like, that's like the ultimate check the tapes right there. Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Co-main event, we saw Worley Alves coming in as a pretty sizable underdog, and he body kicks his way back in the win column for the first time since May of 2019. He derails the hype train of the very handsome Munir Lazez. I picked Munir, and I knew he would lose the first round, and it would be a no-doubter because literally anybody who fights Worley Alves loses the first round. Every single fighter. And it was going the way I expected it to go. As the fight's going on, I'm like, this is classic Worley Alves. This is what we see every single time he fights. And even you posted on one of our Slack channels, there's no way he can keep this up for three rounds. There's no way. Which like, is why I picked him They don't need to hear about that. They don't need to hear about that, Mike. Right. Well, that's a private conversation. Nobody knows that. <laughs> right. But still, I'll throw that out there. But I think everybody said yes. that, too. Okay. Yes. So that's why I picked Munir. But then he threw that trifecta of kicks to the ribs. And that was nasty. And it was a wrap. Very aggressive. Very impressive performance. <laughs> he goes out... And calls out Nate Diaz, which I appreciate, but I have a better chance of winning Mega Millions this week and becoming a billionaire before that happens. Like, it's just not happening. <laughs> so, I'm going to propose a matchup 
that could happen that would feature two very aggressive individuals. We do Worley Alves versus one Chaos Williams. Oh. Because I'm not ready to give Worley a top 15 guy. I'm not even ready to give him a top 25 guy. Let's give him Chaos, who lost a super close decision to Michelle Pajeda. This is what I want to see. This hit my this hit my brain as soon as that fight ended. Those two guys would just throw absolute steam at each other. I want to see it. What do you think? Worley's in a strange spot. You know, he's got if you look at his resume as a whole, there's of course the Colby Covington win. That's probably the biggest win he, he had in his career. And, and if anyone who has never seen that fight, like this was a really fast, like clean win. Uh, he almost took like Covington's head home with him that day with the, the guillotine choke he threw up on him. So this wasn't like some if you go back, it's like, oh, some sort of fluke win. It's like, no, no, no. He he soundly beat Colby Covington. And there was a reason why once upon a time Worley was thought of to be like one of the most promising prospects uh, to come out of the ultimate fighter, uh, one of the most promising welterweights to come out of Brazil, and then just kind of hit some uneven some uneven territory, lost to guys like Usman, you know, good fighters, James Krause. Um, so it, it was really cool to see him kind of bounce the way he bounced back. And just like you said, that that opened it, that first round rush of Worley that we're used to seeing, uh, but actually sealing the deal. Um, because all on the Manier uh, uh bandwagon, I, I, I totally bought the hype. I, I chewed on the hype. I chewed, I'd savored the hype. And uh, I still think he's a good fighter, but obviously uh, Worley maybe a bridge too far. And, and then you add in the fact that his last win before this one was over two years ago. And it's really hard to kind of place him. So um, I went with, and I saw a lot of readers recommend this as well, so I'll give them, I'll give them credit. Uh, but I, pro- I think I would have gone with this anyway. I like, I like uh, Mos- the Muslim Salikov match- matchup. I saw a lot of people recommend that. The King of Kung Fu. He did. Uh, have to, uh, Salikov had to withdraw from a fight recently due to COVID symptoms. Hopefully, that's nothing serious, and he'll be uh, ready to re- be rebooked sometime in the next two or three months. And I think it makes a lot of sense for for uh, for Warley. There's some other options too, but that's that again. That is my uh, number one. I think. Yeah, that's a good pick too. Again, can't really go wrong. Throw him in there with the. Yeah. Another exciting guy, and good things will happen. So, uh, what do you, Mike? What do you think of? And then there's a couple of matchups I was looking ahead to that he could face the winner of. Winner of Bilal Muhammad Diego Lima UFC 258 in February, or winner of uh, Jake Matthews Sean Brady UFC 259 in March 6th. You think those guys, if they win, are, are way ahead of Worley? If any of those guys win? Uh, Muhammad certainly because yeah. he's ranked. I would say. Maybe the Brady Matthews winner would make yeah. somewhat sense. I still yeah. think is it's it, a little too far, a little too March, high. Yeah. yeah. Just because, I mean, l- l- listen, Manier is a good fighter. He came in on short notice, got a big win on Fight Island. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we got that, that was the sample. So that's the UFC sample size right there. So it's a nice, I mean, good win for Worley Evans. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I think he needs like one more before he start talking about fights like that. But if they gave him the winner, Brady versus Matthews, or even the loser of that fight, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let us move ahead to one of the stars of the show, a man who deserved a $50,000 bonus but did not get one. He ended the fight with a ferocious walk-off knockout of one Vinicius Moreira. He got over the four-minute mark like you put on Twitter. AK, what do you think is next for the hard-working blue-collar man named Ike Villanueva after his first UFC win? I only had one option. This, this matchup took me like... 30 seconds to make. I, I look. I, I updated my rankings. I glanced at them. I saw a name right there. I said, this is the fight that has to happen. I'm, I'm going with a guy that had his recent his own recent feel-good story. I want to see Ike Villanueva and Dustin Jacoby. Ooh. I think that's the fight to make. Justin, they're both one and two in the UFC. Both cl- Jacoby took a little bit longer for him to get that first UFC win. So they have the same record. Jacoby just got his first UFC win. But Jacoby got it uh, nine years after his first UFC fight. Uh, he, he debuted with the UFC back in 2011, lost a couple of fights, got cut, went and did some kickboxing, went and fought some other organizations. Very winding path, then came back, and he beats uh, Justin Ledet this past October. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting two feel-good stories against each other. Give me my uh, Villanueva and Jacoby matchup. I like it. However, I think it's going to be a future fight. Because from what I understand, and I don't know who he's fighting, I believe Dustin Jacoby has something in the works for his next fight. I have no idea who it is. (laughs) Uh, But it seems like he's got something coming up. And first of all, let me just say this. Ike Villanueva is a great guy. I'm very happy for him. Just getting to the UFC is quite the story. And to see him get a win like that on a big stage, on a main card, pretty damn cool. As far as what's next, man, the road is... 
is not going to get any easier, unfortunately. And I went into this fight picking Ike Villanueva for the sole purpose that I like the guy. He is a grinder. But if he was going to get a UFC win, this is the one. You know what I mean? This was yes. the one. I'm not saying he can't yes. be anybody else, but if he he didn't beat Venetia Moreira, Venetia Moreira today, it just wasn't going to happen for him. I'm sure he's fine with the road getting more difficult, but I want to give him not very much of a step up. I want to give him a fun fight. I'm thinking somebody like Alexa Kamer, aka, is a good option. Like uh, Alexa's looking to bounce back. He had his first pro loss to William Knight. I think that makes the most sense, honestly, unless. He wants to drop to 185 again, but I'd rather see him stay at 205. But physically, man, he looked the best he's ever looked. Like, he looked spelt. He looked in great shape. But we'll see what they do next. Nice win for Hurricane Ike. I'm happy for him, but I think it's Alexa Kamer, and that's probably it. I mean, if they did Jacoby, that'd be fun. But, man, I, I don't like Ike's chances in that fight at all. <laughs> Ike, st- I'm just saying, Ike, stay in shape. Uh, you're right, I said, we may- it sounds like we have a Jacoby matchup online, but you know what? Stay in shape, like you never know what what could happen. Let's maybe maybe he comes in on short notice and uh, and can take get step in there. Yes. Well, let us head to 125 pounds for the next two fights. Okay, we got we had Viviani Araujo pick up her second straight win. She defeats a gritty Roxanne Modafferi. She looked outstanding, and she deserves a step up. Ak, she deserves a step up in competition, and I'm ready to give it to her. I am ready to give her a matchup in the top five. Based on what I see, it appears if you look at the division that Jessica Andrade will probably fight Valentina Shevchenko next for the title, which means right behind her, you have Lauren Murphy and there would be two options for her. It'd be the rematch with Caitlin Chukagian, which I think would be the best option, in my opinion, in the likely option, or they could do Murphy versus Cynthia Calvillo, which doesn't do a ton for Murphy besides keep her active and fight somebody that she has a little bit of heat with. So if they go with option A, which I think they will, you do Araujo versus Cynthia Calvillo. I think that matchup makes perfect sense. And if Calvillo is really a title contender like she says she is, and she could be, she's going to have her chance to prove it against another talented fighter in the division who could get there herself, in my opinion. That's the fight I like, AK. What do you think? I thought for sure we were going to say the same thing, especially with the way you built that up. No, I'm going with the woman who just beat Calvillo, I'm also staying in the top five. I want to see Arujo and Caitlin Chukagian. And I and I this was another easy one for me because uh, going back to an older episode, I had wa- I had said I wanted Chukagian to get the winner of uh, of the Arujo Modafferi fight, which I think was originally scheduled for the 30th when there was a card in the 30th, and obviously that that got changed. Uh, so yes, I'm sticking with that plan, making things easy for myself. Chukagian, I wanted Chukagian to fight the winner of uh, Wednesday's matchup. Chukagian Arujo. But I think we're in agreement. She's ready. She's ready for a top five challenge. Where I don't, I'm, I'm not saying I'd, I'd pick, I'd favor her heavily in any of these matchups. Depend, depends who it was, whether, whether it's Chukagian, Calvillo, or someone else. But she has earned it. She really does look like a, a potential top five contender. Yeah. If they book Murphy, Calvillo, give her Chuka- give Arujo Chukagian. I'm totally fine with that. So basically, like whoever doesn't get the Lauren Murphy fight should fight Arujo. And I'm mm-hmm. okay with either of those. How about uh, I Calderwood winner from this Saturday? Uh, this coming Saturday, I should say. Yeah, that's fine too. That's yeah. fine too. But I, I, I honestly think she's above both of those girls right now. Wow. I do. I think I, I, I she, her stock is higher in my opinion. I would buy a she, lot more Arujo stock than. No offense, I like Calderwood and I, but I would yeah. put a lot more stock into Arujo over either sure. of those two. She looks sharp. She looks sharp today. What about Jennifer Maya? Well, a I, possibility. I, is there? Well. But I think Maya is close to what? What, what was? Sorry, I got. I got to look up my, my my memory is completely shot. What was Maya's last uh, fight? Title. Right. That would be a big. That would be a big uh, uh, step up for uh, Arujo in terms of reputation to go right against someone who just fought for the title. I think our I think our previous suggestions are, it's possible, but I, I think our suggestions of of Chukagian Calvillo are a, a little more fitting. Yeah, I think you're right. Just, it's out there though. Just speaking a lot. I'm trying to make. Sh- I'm trying to just double check to see if they're, they're teammates, or they train together. It doesn't look like they are. So okay. So that's an option. Yeah. But on the other end of the 125 pound spectrum, Matt Schnell returned to the win column and he looked damn good doing it on the feet 
against Tyson Nam. If you told me heading in that Matt Schnell was going to outbox Tyson Nam for 15 minutes and the fight wouldn't touch the mat at all, probably would have thought you were smoking a little something something. The devil's lettuce, as <laughs> Esther Lynn said on the post-fight show. Uh, but Tyson Nam looked pretty darn good in the fight as well. But Matt Schnell gets the win. Danger gets it done. He's now won five out of six in the super fun flyweight division. What do you want to see for Daddy Schnell next? First of all, you know we love us some Tyson Nam around here. Constant professional, always a fun guy to watch. We kind of saw the bad Tyson today. That we've seen the Tyson that has fallen short in some big opportunities before. He's just a little too obsessed with looking for that big KO. So it was, I was, I was, it was unfortunate. But great job by Schnell again. Yeah, Schnell, like you said, outboxed him. You know, this wasn't, this wasn't. Uh, uh, he went in with a game plan. Uh, he didn't need. To, he's a great grappler. Didn't need to use it. Showed off some really, really fast hands. Great night performance. I had a little bit of trouble here because. Um, well, it's hard to gauge how good the Nam win is because uh, Tyson was coming off two straight wins at 135, uh, which I guess were essentially flyweight fights anyway. Um, but he's also technically 0-3 at uh, flyweight in in uh, the UFC, so it's kind of it's kind of a weird win to gauge. But I, but I'm a believer. I'm a believer in Chanel now. I do think he deserves a top 10 guy. A few names crossed my mind, but I think once this guy's healthy, I think it could it could work out. Let's go Schnell and Royval. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's kind of tough, man, because it's unfortunate for Matt because getting a fight with somebody ranked above him is going to be really difficult because most of these guys are yeah. booked already. And I love the Royval idea. That fight would be sick. But he had or is about to have surgery. And from what mm. I understand, he's going to be out he just just on the recovery alone six to eight months so we might not oh, see no. Roy Val until late summer early fall at and that's thinking as positive as possible so I don't think Schnell is going to wait that long so just kind of process of elimination Halion Paiva seems to be like the highest ranked guy that isn't booked I mean th- there's Alex Perez sitting there but I don't know if Perez is going to want to go that far back after finally getting to a title fight um, yeah so I'll go with Paiva process of elimination yeah that um, Perez was the other name I was thinking of uh, if only because I think the last time we talked about Perez I was kind of hoping he would get a Cody Garbrandt fight uh, but that was more of a, a fight what fight would I make as opposed to what fight do I think is going to happen I, I don't think we'll be seeing that fight uh, anytime soon if ever so uh, Alex Perez my other choice uh, I do like Paiva yeah I, I agree if you're just going by the rankings and kind of kind of going who's available he's up there uh, my other one would be again probably too a little too far uh, in the distance March 6th you have 259 of Kai France and Rogerio Bontorin. But yeah, I don't know if uh, Schnell's going to have to wait that long. That, again, could be a four-month, five-month wait to get booked. So, yeah, I th- I, I, I think, um, like we said, uh, Roy Val, uh, it's going to take a while. Uh, so maybe Perez or uh, Paiva. The main card kicked off with Lerone Murphy. And yes, I know technically on the broadcast, Omari Akhmedov kicked off the main card because the prelims went a little long since there were 86 preliminary fights. But... <laughs> I'm just going to say this now. Omari Akhmedov, congratulations on the win. But he's going to be thrown into the wild card pool and will be a selection should we choose to do so. Congratulations on the win over Tom Breeze. It was very impressive. But let's be honest. We, we got UFC 257 coming up on Saturday. We've talked a lot, and we're going to talk a lot more by, by, by the time that weekend even comes to an end. So Lerone Murphy is a main card matchmaking pick because... He was scheduled to be on the main card originally, and it's not his fault that he didn't get to open it up as planned, but he looked damn good today against Douglas Andrade, gets a second straight UFC win, and a lot of people, and rightfully so, are very excited for this kid's future, as am I. This was kind of tough, but I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going to be selfish here because I'm going with the fight that I want to see because Murphy, as he said on what the heck, is in no rush to get to the top 15. And I consider this guy to be ranked fairly close to Murphy. I mean, after that win, maybe Murphy's like five or six spots ahead of him. But I'm telling you, I want to see a world where Lerone Murphy and Bill Algio get in the octagon and start throwing punches and kicks at each other for upwards of 15 minutes. That fight just screams excitement. Immediately when that fight ended, I'm like, oh my God, I want to see Lerone Murphy versus Bill Algio. I don't know. I I just love the idea. And if you're going to do it, you got to do it now. So I'm throwing out the fishing line, and I'm trying to reel in a 26-pound scrap and a half, my best friend. My best friend, that is a uh, that's a bold pick. I 
in my super secret top secret rankings, I have uh, Laron Murphy. Actually, very, I did not realize how highly I had him ranked going into this fight uh, because obviously the quality of competition he's faced, Ricardo Ramos and uh, Zubara Tukugov. So I had him really high. He's already in my top 30. Uh, he's actually in my top 25 now, I think, after today. I had Bill Aljo down like 63. Oh, uh, he should be higher than that. Now, well, obviously in these rankings, keep in mind, you know, there's a certain cluster of guys. So like 63 is really tied with like 49. 40, like <laughs> it's really a, it's really a, like everyone from 41 to like 65. You're pretty much, you know, picking nits at that point. You're, there's there's the little, you know, you just rank them, I don't know, alphabetically. So, uh, so I'm not saying he's actually yeah, obviously that much better. Uh, but I do have them far apart in my rankings. Even if I were to like list them as a tie, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I can have Murphy take that fight back, go that that far back, what or what I perceive to be that far back. Um, uh, but I'll say this: I'll, I think of all the non uh, non main event and non co main event fighters, I think Murphy is the person we got the most uh, reader suggestions for. The re- readers are really excited about the possibilities of Lauren Murphy, and I totally understand after today. Uh, but you know what? It's funny. I just said you're, you're going far back. I, I have a guy who, um, name-wise, again, isn't quite that big in the UFC yet, but I do have him actually pretty high. Again, strong strength schedule so far. And I think I suggested this on a previous show that I would want to see this uh, maybe unfold. So I'm going to go Lerone Murphy and Ilya Topuria. Ooh. Yes, because I have Topuria also in the top 30. Uh, he's got some big wins already. Uh, just outside, I should say. He's got some big wins already in the UFC. So they're they're pretty close for me. I like that one. Um, again, I know a lot of people are high on, on Lerone Jackson, so they might want to go with someone with more name recognition. We'll, we'll, I'll get to some of those later. Some names might surprise you, but yeah, I, I'm like you. I'm like kind of don't want to go too far ahead, so I'm gonna go. I don't, I'm gonna go to Poria, who I don't know. Maybe he's in the range of Algio, and I'm 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 overrating him. I don't know, but yeah, that's that's probably my my pick for now. I'm ready to throw. I mean, I think I said on the post Taporia last fight episode that I wanted Taporia like in the top 15 fighting guys of that caliber or at least right oh no I picked Taporia versus Andre Feely that's the fight I wanted to see well if they want to do that fight best believe I'm watching it and that's going to be kind of prospect versus prospect right you know so which some people don't like but I'm, I'm I'm into that well it is now time for the wild card round where we will each select a fighter that we have not match made for yet and we will do it right now so AK what is your wild card selection coming out of UFC Fight Island 8? Well, first, my, some of my usual quick hits. Uh, Ricky Simone, love the Kelleher callout. I'm all into that. Uh, Marcus Perez, listen, bring back Maluko. Bring back the Joker. We don't need a kinder, gentler, kinder, gentler. Those are words. We don't need a kinder, gentler Marcus Perez. Okay, we want the crazy Marcus Perez back. It's, I, I, I'm all for personal growth, but I need my crazy man. And then uh, Sumit Ergy. Just a, you know, I want to see him work a little bit on using that extraordinary range he has at 125 pounds because it was a good performance. But let's let's give credit to, to uh, Adeshev, who's way, uh, quite a bit more inexperienced uh, in MMA. Uh, he actually had his moments there. He got his licks in against a much taller fighter. So, Sumaderji, please do not become the next. Do not become the flyweight Stefan Struve. That's all I ask. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bite on the hype train here. Another hype train, Mike, because I don't learn. Let's talk Umar. Let's talk Umar. Let's talk Umar Nurmagomedov. Came in with a ton of hype. Biggest favorite on the card, despite this being his first UFC fight. He was facing another debutante, but he was facing someone with uh, international reputation, former M1 global bantamweight champion, Sergei Morozov. So, um, but I, I, his performance was great. Should he have gotten 50 Gs over Aikovan Villanueva? That's another story altogether, but his performance was great. I'm on the train, but I also uh, want, I'm, I'm, I'm managing expectations here. So I do want to talk about it. I do want to match him up. I got some boring options here. <laughs> I got some boring on. I, I do. I know. I know. I will but hold this, on. This is me. I, I will have yeah. you know that I am also uh-huh. going with Mr. Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm curious. I'm curious where you're going with this. Oh, I'm sure your pick is more exciting than mine because because when I say I'm high on him, I mean in such a way that I want to see his career managed properly, and I would like to see at least one more sort of stiff uh, veteran test or a tough prospect that's around his range. So my 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 number one, I, I'm going to stiff veteran. I'm going. I want to see him fight Davy Grant. I like Davy Grant. He's got UFC experience. He's a well-rounded fighter, good grappler. Showed he had a little pop uh, in, in a recent fight, one of his recent fights. Got a nice knockout. So, yes, I know people, there's a lot of people out there who are like, Davy Grant, who is that? Well, look, again, he's fought in the UFC six times. He's a veteran, um, and I think he'd be a good test for Umar at this point in his career. Davy Grant is booked oh, on what? March 13th against You're Jonathan right. Martinez. Oh, in that case... Kyung Ho Kang. You, <laughs> you made me break glass in case of emergency, Mike. 
Mr. Perfect, Kyung Ho Kang. That's fun. Yeah. So I had I had two choices for Umar. I had one that I was like sure about, and then I and then I said no and it changed my mind. And went with maybe a more interesting option. So like you I'm gonna mimic everything you just said. This guy looked like every bit of a five to one favorite over a guy that I didn't think he'd look like a five to one favorite against. He made it look easy. He was devastating, great on the feet, good on the mat. Guy's a problem. It's gonna be a problem at one thirty five. So damn impressive. And this division is just so, so good that you can slow roll him in a to a point, but there's like no way you can truly slow roll him. You have to put him up against like high level competition. You just have to. So my pick is you give him a veteran. I want to see it. Umar Namaga made up versus Lewis Smolka. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because Smolka is an interesting cat because he's got a ton of potential, but he's so inconsistent. And he looked really good in his last fight, but can he string together a bunch of wins? Now, if Lewis Smolka can go out there and beat Umar Namagamadov, good Lord, he's off to the races. Like, he's a win away from the top 15 probably because of the hype he would garner off of a win like that. My other option, and I said no because I don't want to match up. I don't mind up matching two prospects, but I feel like these may be the two best prospects at 35. I was thinking Nurmaga Madoff versus Jack Shore, but I said no to that one, and I went with Louis Smolka instead. But let's see who the next guy is, because whoever wins that fight is sniffing top 15 at the end of 2021. There's no doubt about it. My uh, my prospect pick would have been uh, Manus, Nate Manus. Yeah, that, like that, that, that to me was... Uh, yeah, uh, similar record, similar experience level. Uh, I, I, and that's by the way, not looking at their competition. I'm just strictly looking at win-loss records. So, uh, I mean, some might argue that Omar's competition was was maybe better. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I like that one. But, yes, it's fun, you know, and Lewis Smolka would love the chance to try to derail this guy. So you're right. He's he's so inconsistent, but, but he gets up. If he gets up for a fight, man, he looks like a top 20 guy. You know what I mean? If he has a fight that he's properly motivated for, you really feel like Lewis Smolka could beat anybody. Like, you feel like – I feel like – Honestly, on a good day, I feel like he could give Piotr Jan a fight for his money. Like that's how talented this guy has always been. Um, I'm not saying it beat him, but like, but like, I wish he could go. That someday he could go on a run, and we could see that. I, I know we probably won't, but uh, you're right. He is the perfect test for guys like, uh, like uh, Nurmagomedov at this point. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I like, I like it. I like. It. I didn't, I didn't bring up Lewis's name myself, but uh, he would be so for that matchup. Yeah, that's that's a banger. I like it. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. All right, so let's go to the peeps. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so many. So many. I'll say this. This may be the last week. I always try to read everyone who contributes, but uh, thank you guys, everyone who's who's sending your suggestions. You guys are so good. But there, there's a lot now. Now, you know, our our podcast has become so big. Like, no, I, I'm just saying. But we have certainly gotten quite enough that I may have to start kind of culling more selectively and, and not, may not be able to read everyone. So people, bring your A game. You guys are always bring your A game. Uh, and I will always try to get around to your suggestions. But this this week, this three fight week, uh, maybe the last week where we, we uh, get to be so thorough. So a couple of names that we mentioned uh, on the site, we asked for uh, uh, Worley Alves fights and Mokakiza fights. So for Worley Alves, uh, <laughs> someone said Carlos Condit. There's no reason for Condit to take that fight. I, I, just, I just don't see a lot of veterans clamoring to take a fight with Worley, which is unfortunate. Because he is a veteran himself, but I just don't. He just doesn't, still doesn't have that name value, right? Doesn't do much for Carlos. I mean, like, even if he wins yeah. that fight, doesn't do a whole hell of a lot for him. Just way more for Alves than it does Condit. Of course, and even for fans, like we did, we talked about this on the last episode. Uh, he's in that stage where we just want to see rematches. We want to see Condit kind of avenge some of these losses or put on some of these exciting fights again that he's had in the past. Uh, and so that was from uh, at ESPN Harry W. And then C Level Aldo suggests he wanted to just see Alves fight the winner of the main event. Uh, and again, which I don't see happening. 
Huh. <laughs> uh, I mean, must be a Worley Alves fan or a training partner or something. But uh, <laughs> listen, listen, well, Alves look good, but we gotta we gotta keep our expectations at a certain level, okay? Alves versus my like that makes absolutely no sense for Michael Chiesa to even like consider that. Like, imagine if, imagine if Michael Chiesa was asked that at like at, at the press conference. Like the reporter would have been like, "What? Why would you even ask that?" <laughs> I'm not trying to like be a be a butthead, but I mean, we gotta we gotta manage our expectations a little bit. This is he just beat a guy who had one UFC fight that he took on short notice against a guy who missed weight, you know. But but does, does Kiesa? I, I imagine he's also probably uh, in, indulges in, in the devil's lettuce, right? So he's probably in Worley Alves' sights, right? <laughs> that's for that uh, reason alone. That's a good point. Yeah, he, I'm just saying. So it's you know he's Worley Alves is on a mission, all right? Don't do drugs. Uh, uh, for the main event, we have uh, for Kiesa, the winner of the main event, I should say, we had. I, I just want to mention this: we got a, a, a verified actor. I, you, I don't know if you know who this guy is uh, Brandon Perea, who uh, has been on the star of the uh, Netflix show The OA chimed in and he just said he'd like to see woodley thompson or maya so we have a celebrity celebrity admirer of mma fighting so that's always nice to see woodley uh, thompson or maya for for warley or kiesa i'm sorry yeah oh okay okay okay, okay. For kiesa, yeah so which is i think again that's three of the popular names we've been seeing so thank you brandon for chiming in uh look forward to your next uh, film project Please, I, people you can find him imdb i'm just saying we have there's a celebrity that that uh, chimed into this show <laughs> uh <laughs> But uh, the rest of the sessions were mostly people saying that Covington was a, a bad caller and they feel like Covington would destroy uh, Kiesa. There's quite, quite a few of those people. So more reason to make it happen. Uh, Ike Feldman, who I believe tagged both of us, said he wants to see the Maya fight. So there you go. A lot, a lot of steam behind the Maya Kiesa fight. So thanks, Ike Feldman. Uh, and of course, our regular, uh, regular list of listener contributor uh, at Money Magic Mart. He likes Kiesa Wonder Boy. Again, another popular one. Lerone Murphy, Alex Caceres. I like it. Caceres is booked, but I like it. Who's Caceres fighting? Kevin Kroom. Oh, Caceres will fight anybody, but I guess he's always kind of he's never really going on a big win streak. So I guess he'll he's can't, he's not too picky, but he'll fight anybody. People, he's one of those guys. I think when people are always shocked and they say he's he's fought like twenty times in the UFC, they're like, wow, really? <laughs> I mean, that fight's February 27th, I believe, yeah. so it's not so, it's not that far away. Could be the winner, yeah, winner of that fight. Uh, but no, I, I, again, I think we 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 um, have ideas. But it's funny, he said to give him a vet test. I think uh, De Silva, it was a vet test, but I don't. And also a former bantamweight, so uh, kind of kind of filled that role already. And then uh, he wants to see, of course, the uh, Simone Kelleher rebooking. Uh, Young Rabbi eighty six hit us up with a bunch of suggestions, so I'll run this by I'll run this real quick. Uh, some of them I liked: uh, Umar versus Hunter Azure, Nathaniel Wood, Montel Jackson. So he's really, really putting Umar out there. Uh, Mason Jones, who of course we haven't had a chance to talk about, he was on the losing end of that amazing fight with Mike Davis, who I hope uh, I hope I have some suggestions for him as well. Uh, he wants Mason Jones versus either uh, a Roosevelt Roberts or a Ferris Ziam. I think the Ziam matchup is perfect. I like that. Uh, Young Rabbi eighty six, well done. This was a popular one that came up with a bunch of people. Amari Akhmadov and Sean Strickland. That's fun. That's a fun fight. I like Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, I, I understand. And again, sort of similar level of experience. Worley Alves versus Nicholas Dalby. That's a scrap. I like that one. That's a scrap. Yeah. And again, again, it's a big drop off from call, a Nate Diaz call out. But <laughs> Dalby is so much fun. I, I would love to see it. And then he wants to see uh, Munir Lazes take a step back. I think a lot of a lot of us do. You know that win over Al Hassan kind of maybe raised our expectations a little too high. Um, so he says throws. A, he threw out a bunch of names. One of them I liked, uh, Christian Aguilera. I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. Great striking matchup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, email. We got a couple of emails. Regular email guys. Now, of course, we always have Tristan Gordet, and then uh, more recently Matt Bradbury, who looks like he's he's ready to make a run for Reader Contributor of the Year in 2021. Uh, he's had a ton of suggestions. For both the winners and losers, I'll run a few here. Uh, we mentioned this on the post-fight show. Manon Firo versus Justine Quiche. Good one. I like that right? one. We said stylistically, it's a good matchup. Uh, Experience-wise, it's the right matchup. Uh, and don't count out Quiche in that one either. But yeah, good test for, for Manon, who made a, a huge impact in, in the first fight of the night. Francisco Figueredo, brother of Davison. We haven't talked uh, I don't know about this matchup. I get it. They're both one fight into their UFC careers, both 1-0. But I actually feel like this suggestion would be heavily favored. Figueredo, Jimmy Flick. Oh boy, that's fun. Although, ah, 
It actually makes more sense rankings wise than the fight I would pick for Figueroa, mm. which would be Figueroa versus Nam. Oh, so you think Nam? Oh, yeah, that, that would be a flyweight. That's right. We've sort of yeah, we sort of okay. Figueroa, yeah, I would love that for Tyson Nam and Figueroa. I'd like it for, for both but guys. That, but that would be a fight for me though. If, if Nam can't beat Figueroa, then. I think like he's done at flyweight in the UFC. I mean, maybe he permanently moves up to 135, or maybe it's it leads to a release. But and it's no, not not saying Figueroa is bad. I'm just saying we get we'd get a very firm idea of what Nam's sort of ceiling in the UFC is if he couldn't beat uh, Francisco Figueroa. So yeah, I like that one too. But Flick is interesting. But I I do feel like they're they're much higher on Flick at this point than they might be of uh, Francisco. So but that that, that could just be my head. I love this is very creative. So I like Sumerji versus. Uh, Jake Hadley, who is the currently the Cage Warriors flyweight champion, so he's not signed to the UFC. But I like that kind of thinking outside the box. That if they brought him in, uh, it'd be a good test for Sumerji, Sumerji, excuse me, and uh, and also for Hadley, make potentially make a good debut. So I like that. Matt Bradbury, very creative. Oh, th- you'll like this one. <laughs> you'll like this one. Uh, I'm gonna skip the others that he he had a lot. So, th- but this one I really like because I had not even thought of this. Ricky Simone probably deserves a step up. It was kind of a weird matchup, the Gaetano Pirello thing. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to be boom boom, right? So he he wants to see Simone take a big step. What I think is a big step up, and see this suggestion take a big a bit of a step back. He said Simone versus Marlon Moraes. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I wouldn't do it, but it's interesting. Why? Why not? Because I think I, he's not that Ricky's. Oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, hold on. We got, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me or not. He, he was thinking really hard there, guys. So he did like a a, a motion. He had to. He was so <laughs> been thought on. So, okay. I unplugged the, the the headphones, came out of the mic, and just all sorts of craziness. All right. <sighs> I don't know. I don't love it. I don't love it. Rob, I mean. Well, we want. We want Marlon on Marlon, so really anything. Yes, that's that's part of it. <laughs> you gotta do the you gotta do the Kelleher fight. If he beats Kelleher, then yeah. Um, I think Marais is hurt, if memory serves me correctly. I think there's some sort of possible surgery. I think our own Guillermo Cruz reported something of that nature. I could be wrong. Um, I think you gotta do the Kelleher fight first, and then yeah, maybe we could start talking about those kinds of matchups, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Lo- I, I don't love it. I don't love it. I was. I, I was just trying to shock you. I was just trying to shock. I'm a little shocked. Uh, so I'm a little shocked. Yeah, I. I certainly was. So thank you for that. Those ones, uh, Matt Bradbury, and then Tristan Gordad, of course, regular contributor. Uh, he likes Key as a Wonder Boy, so that's 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 out there. Uh, one which I hadn't thought of, and a fight that I would favor Magni in: Magni versus Vicente Luque. Huh, that's a fun fight. I'd favor Magni. That makes a lot of sense. I'm yeah. down. I'm down for that one. Yeah, I like I like that one a lot. And then uh, sort of along the same lines, your Paiva matchup for Schnell. He likes Schnell versus uh, Dvorak, which is again where I put sort of in the same range. That's a good fight too. That yeah, was, that was one of the names. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I gotta get. I gotta. Man, I, I forgot how much of these things are. Uh, okay. So I'll try <laughs> to run through Twitter. We, a lot of Twitter DMs. So I'll run the Twitter DMs fairly quickly. Uh, Aronsky said first he was like uh, Chiesa versus Covington Masvidal loser and like I think that was moments before I think that was right after uh, the decision was read uh, or, or maybe when the fight was <laughs> excuse me when the fight was winding down and then he immediately <laughs> sent me a second message and said no I want that Colby fight ASAP forget it this is, this is the one to go but people the call up works it changes minds uh, we had uh, Michael Perugini who said oh I like this one Ricky Simone versus uh, Davalish really matchup Maybe Duval, uh, rematch. Rematch. Excuse me. Maybe Duvalish really has moved past this fight. Probably, but the fight, the fight was three years ago, a long time ago. So I don't hate it. And if anyone remembers, very controversial fight with uh, Simone picking up a last-second technical submission in a fight that he was going to lose by decision. Uh, in, and because Duvalish really was caught in this guillotine and kind of his feet were moving, but it looked like he was out. And then of course, once the choke is released, he pops back. It was a very strange fight for anyone who doesn't remember. So I, I don't mind that. I don't know if, and, and if Murad wants to get that win back now would probably be the time to do it. I like that idea. Murad was just uh, on what the heck. And he's down for anything at this point. He, he was right? supposed to fight Cody Stamen February 6th, but he had overcome a uh, pretty serious bout of COVID. He got, I mean, he got laid out by COVID-19, so he's good to go now. He tested negative, so he's good to go, and I think he would take that fight in a heartbeat. 
Yeah, and and uh, again, I think like I do see Mirab as a future, if not a future champion, I do think a future title contender. And a lot of the great fighters, I like, I always like to see when they kind of are able to um, erase, erase as it were, those questionable fights or or, or fights that like um, they 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 couldn't have won at that stage of the career. But I kind of like to see where they've come along. So if he like comes back and just soundly beats Simone, it would kind of remind us that you know maybe Devage really has really surpassed him and is on another level. So that's cool. That's a good suggestion by. So thanks, Michael Perugini. Perugini, excuse me. I, I specifically asked him for pronunciation and then did that. Thank you, Michael Perugini. Uh, Harry Lipsky, I, I'm bringing this up because he he mentions you specifically, Mike. Worley Alves versus uh, Shavkat Rachmanov, and then he said Mike's definitely going to veto this, and I, I can't remember why. Well, do you have some issue with Rachmanov matchups? No. That's weird. Let me look at his comment. He no, said, I don't. I don't. I don't. No, I, I like it. I, I think the only thing I've said about Rachmanov is he's not getting enough credit for his win oh. over Cowboy Oliveira. I, okay. That matchup is fine. That yeah. that's actually like shit. That might be like the best one of all. Honestly. Oh, I don't think it's fine for Warley. That's unfair. For, what's Rock? Why Rock, is it unfair? He's only what one and zero in the UFC, right? Yeah, but I, I listen. I understand that you call it Nate Diaz, and you're hoping like it's like when you it's like when you make an offer to buy a house, and it's like way lower than asking price, and then they come back with something higher, and you meet in the middle. <laughs> like maybe that's what he was trying to do with with the Nate Diaz. Like we go a little bit lower, and then we meet in the middle. Rockmanov's probably like. Damn, he's he's probably a top twenty-five guy right now. After that win over Alex Oliveira, like I think he is. He is a legit threat at one hundred and seventy pounds. That's a scary fight for Worley Alves, no doubt about it. He just beat a prospect. Yeah, that's why I don't want to see Worley have to fight him. Uh, well, you know what, Harry Lipsky, you read this all wrong because Mike is super down for this. <laughs> I actually matchup, dig it, and I'm the one. I'm the one who's thinking like, what? I don't know about this. <laughs> so you were right. Someone, some, one of us was going to object. Uh, apparently, the wrong person. Um. Uh, I just want to bring out another Ike Villanueva matchup from Harry Lipsky because I just think we got to talk about Ike Villanueva. He likes uh, Mike Rodriguez, Danilo Marquez winner. They fought on February 6th. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this is a – I don't know about this. Akhmedov versus ha- uh, Ian Heinish, Calvin Gaslam winner. UFC 258, February 13th. Didn't Heinish fight Akhmedov? Am I crazy? That's a good question. Didn't they fight – they fought like – Last year, was, they fought before Heinish knocked out Mearsha, or Gerald Mearsha, right? You are correct. Yes, he, uh, I'm just, I, I just had to look it up. Uh, Ian Heinish, UFC 245, uh, just, a, just a little over a year ago, December 2019. So, uh, And he won by unanimous decision. So, yeah, maybe, maybe more if Gastelum wins. That's a tough fight for Gastelum. I think he can win. I'm just saying it's tough. Tough fight, low, low, tough fight, low reward. A very popular one I saw is Akhmedov versus Jack Hermanson. Yeah, yeah. A few readers suggested that. I like it. That's a good like one. I think, I think it makes a lot of sense. Redwood Rebel is another one I had to bring up because there was these con- our, our readers are starting to add these conditions and comments, which I really appreciate. <laughs> Redwood Rebel said, Worley Alves' Alan Juban rematch from November 2014. This is apparently a, a wound that has been lingering for uh, Redwood Rebel for some time. Again, November 2014. He said Juban was robbed. I admit my memory of the fight is a little sketchy. Mike, you're nodding your head. You seem to One remember this. One million percent Juban won you that fight. I, of course, went to uh, MMA Decisions to check it out. And sure enough, one out of 13 media members that scored the fight scored it for Alves. The other dozen, all for Juban. So I guess there's something to this. Uh, Redwood Rebel, you're not the only one who thinks that this. And, and I would not be against that fight at all. Again, we're talking rematches. Look, once you're, when you're around the UFC long enough, it just makes sense to fight guys again. So, uh, hey, why not? I, I like that. I'm in. Let's do it. Deep cut. That's a deep cut. This is why we do the reader suggestions, because I would not think of these things. I, I'm over it. I'm, I'm over the Alves Juban fight. But you know what? Maybe some people aren't. That's Maybe why I like people. That's why whenever I've talked about Worley Alves and run down his credentials, I never mention the Alves Juban fight because I thought oh. that there's like robberies and there's like hose jobs. Like, I feel like hose job isn't quite like robbery. This is a robbery. Joe Bang got robbed. Do I got a robbery review? This he said. He said I should rob the uh, uh, red Redwood Rebel said I should robbery review this. So maybe oh, maybe I'll add that. Well, oh, this is an easy one. Damn, I, I don't remember. I have no recollection of that fight. And that was uh, Worley's first uh, post uh, post after winning the Ultimate Fighter fight. Uh, uh, sorry, Ultimate Fighter tournament. It was in Brazil. So there is kind of all the makings of maybe some uh, questionable uh, officiating, some favorable <laughs> officiating. Wow, I, I don't remember this at all. 
Uh, Christian underscore D05 on Twitter says, this is one I had not seen anyone else suggest. Uh, if Burns loses to Usman, Kiesa burns. You know what? I like that one a lot. Really? And I'll tell you why. Michael Chiesa, and this is so funny about Michael Chiesa because I've always really liked Mike. Like, I always thought he was a great interview, excellent insight. When I found out that he was going to be part of the broadcast, I was like, this is a absolutely perfect pick to add to your broadcasting because every time I've interviewed Chiesa, it was mostly just to like talk about fights. Like we never really like talked about any fight that he was in. We just talked about fights. And like earlier in the year when he came on what the heck, he just came on to like talk fights. Like came and talk about like where he was at. He was about to have surgery, wasn't planning on fighting during the COVID lockdown and anything like that. So we talked about that. And then we just talked about fighting. But people like back then, for some reason, I don't get it. They just that interview got like down liked so many times just because people like I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy. I'm like, how can you not like this guy? I just don't understand. And I feel like his stock has grown since then. I feel like people like him a lot more. They're starting to understand who this man is. But one of the things he said in that conversation, the first time he was on What the Heck, was that he feels that Gilbert Burns is going to be his arch nemesis throughout his entire rest of his UFC career. And not in like a call you out, I don't like you, but just in a respectful, like, Anything you can do, I can do better. Like little poke and prod kind of thing. He feels like Gilbert Burns is like his his bitter arch nemesis, like competitive rival, and will be for the rest of his career. So if Michael Chiesa was offered that matchup, he would probably honestly, if they offered him like Burns or Covington, I I think he might jump on Burns first. To be honest, wow, it'd be a great fight. It would yeah. be, be a great fight. And, and it, it really would make a lot of sense if Burns, because it's the kind of fight that, again, you, it elevates Kiesa if he wins. It, that is the finally, he wins that fight, he's, he's in line for a title shot. And as for Burns, he wins that fight, keeps himself in that, in that uh, well, you know, he beats Kiesa. I'm one or two fights away from getting another shot at whoever the champion is. So Christian uh, underscore D05, well done, sir. I also like the suggestion of Magni versus Nico Price, which is another fight I think would get Magni back on track. With respect to Nico. Uh, and then a fight that's so middleweighty, it's delicious, I had to mention it. <laughs> Omari Akhmedov versus Christoph Jocko. Mm, that's a oh, that's a what that's a one eighty five pound <laughs> fight if there ever was one. So and also shocking to me that Jocko's on a three fight win streak. I like Christoph Jocko and I totally forgot that he's on a three fight win streak. And I could not name can you name one of the one of the person in that streak? Eric Anders. I did not remember that at all. Then I, my, my memory is terrible. I, I'm aware of this. I, I, I'm, I have copious notes, but my memory is terrible. I remember because Eric Anders, I don't know if he was the co-main event, but he was on the main card for the Walt Harris, Alistair Overeem card. And like Anders and, and Harris were going to fight together on the same card for the first time since the regional scene. And then Anders lost and then Harris lost. So it was like a, it was a rough night for the Alabama crew. But yeah, Jocko looked pretty good in that fight too. He's oh he always looks good. I just forgotten that he had won three straight fights. Uh, so and, and I have to shout out one special person, uh, our, our first time contributor through Twitter, uh, at Sean Irish Murphy. I imagine the only Sean Murphy I think uh, in Ireland or in the Irish community. So you know I'm, I'm sure he'll stand out uh, when I mention his name. He's a bi- big fan from the UK and he's big on Leron Murphy uh, so much so that he had three suggestions for him. Uh, and I think he's even higher than we are on on uh, Mr. Murphy, Andre Feely. Oh, you said Andre Feely. I'm sorry. And then. Um, Makwan Amirkani, and, and then maybe he said Cub Swanson, if we want to go with a, another. But I don't know if Cub would want to take that fight, but Cub will fight anyone. Yeah, I don't think Cub is choosy at this point. I think so, I like the Swanson. I like the Amirkani one. What was the first one? Feely. Did you not mention Feely? Feely for, said- for Taporia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, we had mentioned Feely before. So, so Feely, which would be, that'd be a huge test. Huge test for Lon Murphy. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't want them to rush Larone. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. Why? Like, to, so like Taporia. Like Taporia, I think we can rush. You know, I, I think we can. I think he's ready. Larone, I'm not saying he's not ready, but he's in. He feels like he's not in a rush either. Like Taporia is like, I want to be a champion in like a month. Murphy's like, I'll be a champion, but I'm in no hurry to get there. So give him fun fights. Let him be himself and just have some fun and. But yeah, I mean, Amir, even Amir Hani's a, a tough fight. Yeah, sure. I mean, if they do that, sure. I, I like all of them. 
I like all that. Uh, Murphy has opened up a lot of doors for himself. With the three fights that he's uh, taken, the two wins and a draw, he's opened up a lot of options for himself. And again, like I said, I think the most reader suggestions I saw this week for, for uh, LeBron Murphy, which I would not have guessed uh, heading into this card. So great great for him. Uh, great for him in his career. So thank you, Sean Murphy. Uh, that, that's the two DMs. And, I got, and I'll close out. As, you know, I don't favor our Instagram DM guys, uh, Mike, but they're just always coming in with some wild stuff. And they oh so they gotta close the show. I, I'm not playing favorites. If there's a great Twitter, and we had some great Twitter suggestions, so maybe next time I'll close up with those. But friggin' Jay Steiner and Jacob Vest just kind of, some wild <laughs> stuff. So uh, first up, uh, Jay Steiner on Instagram. Uh, I like this one because I want to see David Zavada get another chance. He likes Munir Lazez and David Zavada, so I'm down for that. I think Zavada's really good. Just had some some tough luck, tough matchups in the UFC. Uh, Villanueva versus the Roundtree Pracnio winner. They're fighting this Saturday. Sure. Yeah. Maybe a little bit higher in experience than Villanueva, but sure. Uh, Arrigo versus Calvillo, as you suggested. Uh, 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 Tristan Gordet also suggested this one. Ricky Simone versus Saeed Nurmagomedov. Is this a thing? Is this a? Is there a feud there or something? What is this? Just two 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 uh, intelligent readers having the same thought? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of where they they're at. Like rankings wise, it. they're probably around yeah. around the same spot. Sure. I think Saeed would definitely would definitely jump at that, and then. Uh, uh, Umar versus Hunter Azure. I think someone else kind of suggested before. Mike Davis. Finally, did we talk about Mike Davis at all? No. Finally, Mike Davis. I saw some some good Mike Davis ones. I saw I think Mike Davis, uh, Bobby Green from another reader. Ooh. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, big fun. And then uh, this uh, Jay Steiner likes Mike Davis versus Kama Worthy. Oh damn! Mike Davis is fun. I think I don't know if there's a lot of bad matches there for Mike Davis. Frankly, God, there there are a lot of good ones. What about now, Mike? Mike Davis versus Joel Alvarez. Yes. Wait, did we say Joel Alvarez was booked? Who who we talked about earlier? We said no, Joel he's Alvarez. Not booked. I'm getting confused. Oh, Jonathan Martinez. We talked about. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Uh, now Jacob Best tried to top that. He actually would like to see. Uh, he liked to see Mason Jones fight Kamaworthy, and he added he Jones won fight. He feels Jones beat uh, Mike Davis. So if anyone is worthy of worthy, he believes it is Mason Jones, not. Uh, not Mike Davis. So a little, uh, a little, a little feud there between our our favorite uh, Instagram fight suggestors. Uh, I, have to, I have to sorry, I have to bring up Jacob's comments here because there is he has a he has to explain one that's coming up. So uh, Jones Conworthy. Uh, we saw this another one as well. A few people I think Akhmedov and Sean Strickland. I can't remember if I brought that up already, but it's been that's been thrown out there. So uh, so I could see that. And then this is this is the one I had to close the show with because. Umar Nurmagomedov. Mike, look, we were we're high on him. And we, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out what's the right matchup for him. And we got pretty high. None of us aimed this high as far as far as name recognition. Okay. None of us aimed this high. Friggin' Jacob Best uh, says uh, he wants to see Umar Nurmagomedov and Sean O'Malley. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now let me before you say anything. Let me. He wants to he try. He he wants to rationalize this because I told him it might shake both of us. Yeah, uh, Jacob Best says this might be a crazy one, but I do really like the idea of straight up doing Nomagomedov versus Sean O'Malley. O'Malley is a huge name. Umar is known as an uber prospect, and the surname will serve him well with a quick push. Plus, he's very well known himself. If O'Malley wins, it's a very credible win that would put him back on track. If Umar wins, imagine the fast stardom he could reach. And it's stylistically a great and interesting matchup. Matchup for matchup's sake, I couldn't love it anymore. Like, I could not <laughs> love it anymore. But Sean O'Malley would be 10 times higher than he is right now if he were even to consider <laughs> that fight. <laughs> if I'm Sean O'Malley, I'm like, I'm like, hell no. I don't want anything to do with this man. Maybe down the road... If I'm Sean O'Malley, I'm staying away from that guy until we fight for the title or something. Like, you stay far away from that dude. Just far away. But if you look at, like, rankings and where these guys are at and potential, God, that's a great fight. Who would you think? If, Jacob if, Best. You, if the UFC booked who that, I pick? If, if the UFC booked that fight, where we, who would be the favorite? Oh. Uh, recency bias, Umar. I think Umar would be favorite. I think O'Malley would open. I think O'Malley would open as the favorite. I think he'd okay. open as like a minus one fifty or something. But yeah, by yeah. but seriously, by the time they fight, Umar could be like a minus two hundred favorite by the time yeah, they actually yeah. fight. 
Yeah, that's there's, there's wild. I like Corbin Jacobs thinking here, though. Obviously, he sees something special in Umar, as clearly the UFC matchmakers do, as clearly a lot of fans do. Uh, it's not just the last name. The performance was, was very, very strong. against Again, someone I think was, was, a, was a good, good opponent for him to debut against. So, Jacob Best, you are a madman. Uh, if you were writing the UFC, you would be shocking a lot of people. You certainly shocked Mike and I. So that, uh, I think, is very worthy. A uh, very worthy. Worth I almost had it, Mike. Jeez. That, I think, is a very worthy... Uh, reader submission of the week. So Jacob Best, I think you've won some before. Here's another. Here's another for the absurd <laughs> Warner Madoff <laughs> versus Sean Rally suggestion. Uh, people said I, I always forget to do this at the end of the show. So please send in your suggestions to you can find me on Twitter at Alexander K Lee, on Instagram at Alexander K K Lee. That's two two Ks and uh, or hit me up on my email Alex Lee at sbnation.com. Send those just in. And bother Mike, too, all right? Mike's stuff is all out there. Okay, bother Mike on Twitter, please. Tw- on Twitter, we're wherever you can find him. If you can find Mike, send him a DM. Yes, I am at MikeHeck underscore JR on Twitter. I'm t- <laughs> One of my resolutions was to get better with Instagram, and it's funny that mm. I would give my Instagram, but I don't even remember what it is. I post on it every <laughs> so often. I don't remember what it is. I want to say it's M underscore Heck JR, uh, but let me just make sure. Yep, M underscore Heck JR on Instagram. My goal is to try to get more active on that, uh, but I would do such a terrible job. But uh, so hit us up on that. Find him. Yes, find me. DM me. Uh, don't tell me to drink battery acid like the guy who didn't like Calvin Cater the other day. <laughs> but uh, join us later on this week as we match make following UFC 257 going down Saturday night, headlined by the big one, the rematch between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. Michael Chandler's UFC debut going down on that card as well. He takes on Dan Hooker in the co-main event. Should be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking all about it. By, by the time we record the show on Sunday, AK, I might not have a voice. I might not have a voice. But we're going to do the best we can, and we'll, and we'll fight through it. Of course, Between the Links goes down uh, on Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Jed Mishu versus Steve Morocco. We have lots to discuss on that show. We got weigh-ins, AK, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern time on Friday for UFC 257. We got the press conference going down Thursday morning. By the time you hear this, the press conference might already be over. So who the hell knows? Just stick with us at MMAfighting.com for all that good stuff. In the meantime, friends, for Alex K. Lee, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for joining us. And remember, don't take this too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. And we'll have more fun following UFC 257 right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. No. No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.